This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Sean. Um, Susie is, again, uh, unable to join us this week just due to scheduling difficulties, but uh, super excited to have her back when she is able. Uh, but for right now, I uh, just wanted to bring you guys um, another great episode. So uh, in the past couple of weeks, we've been uh, kind of going back to basics uh, a little bit, and and this uh, show is going to be something similar to um, uh, one of the things that uh, I've heard from some of the guests that have reached out, some of the people who aren't as familiar or maybe not as seasoned veterans as um, other people, uh, they're always asking, you know, what rod should I buy or, or what's the best uh, rod for this technique? Or, you know, how in the heck do when I go into a store or, or when I'm looking at rods, do I know what the heck to buy? You know, there's it's, it can be kind of mind boggling with all the options and uh, everything that's out there. So um, rather than me try and, uh, you know, you know, give my uh, minimum uh, kind of view on the situation. I wanted to actually talk to uh, somebody who knew what they were talking about. So I reached out to a bunch of people and um, Brian actually hooked me up uh, with today's guest and uh, super excited to uh, reach out to uh, Douglas Rods because if anybody knows Rods, uh, as you know, um, Douglas is a big part of uh, uh, what we're able to do here on Paddle and Finn. Um, Brian's been with them for a while and, um, you know, 
uh, I, I've started uh, uh, kind of as my rods needed replaced, I've started replacing them with Douglas too. And I uh, can't say enough good things about their rods. So um, super excited to bring on Christian Colabelli from uh, Douglas to chat with us. Welcome to the new show, Christian. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. No problem, man. I'm, I'm excited. And uh, uh, I, I feel like uh, I've come a little bit of a ways from when I first started with, you know, uh, oh, geez, I don't even want to say, uh, you know, you know, my Walmart special fishing rods, which, you know, if you get out on the water with it, it gets you fishing, you know, I guess that's good. But um, as soon as you start moving up in the world and trying different things, you realize what the difference between an ugly stick and, you know, uh, you know, some of the nicer rods out there are not that ugly sticks don't have their place. I mean, they're darn near indestructible, but. Absolutely. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, for anybody who's not familiar with you, I uh, wanted to go ahead and give you a chance to introduce yourself, uh, who you are and where you're from. Yes. Uh, I am originally from New Jersey. That's not too far for me. Not too far from me. I'm in Pennsylvania, so. What part of Pennsylvania are you? Uh, South Central, like uh, okay. York Lancaster area. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm from the uh, originally from North Jersey, but I've I've have been living in the Jersey Shore region for the past, I don't know, 13 years or so. So uh, I guess I'm an honorary Jersey Shorean now. There you go. There you go. The, do uh, they let you on the show at all? Or no? Uh, that's that's uh, too too many exits down. That's. <laughs> New Jersey joke. That's in the seaside. I'm in like exit 109, which is like the Red Bank, um, Red Bank area. But okay. actually, I actually moved up to Phoenix, New York, which has been uh, it's been a wild adjustment. So Douglas Outdoors, the headquarters is very close to uh, we're by Syracuse. We're like 15 miles from Syracuse. OK, I have to tell you, if you're not familiar with this area, it is a fishing mecca interesting yes you have a little bit of a hidden gem there i guess yes and i think <laughs> I, I think it's becoming more well known and i think that's kind of scaring some of the people <laughs> up here because i mean this is a world-class smallmouth fishery this is a world-class steelhead and salmon fishery i mean if you're like walleye at, <laughs> you know we got wallies up the wazoo well, maybe um, not a hidden gem then. That sounds like it's, uh, you know, heck, if if uh, when you put a world-class label on something, then you know, I'm people telling are, you, I'm telling flock you, there. I mean, watching my first weekend here and working one of the Douglas, uh, one of our tournaments, I think it was this, it was the last tournament in our trail. And I was working the way in and I saw multiple six pound smallies come in and I was like, this is legit. I mean, these are footballs. You don't, we don't run into them as much in my parts. I mean, we, I have them in Jersey. I have the Manasquan Reservoir close to me and there's smallmouth in there. But if you're running into a six pound smallmouth that, I mean, that would turn heads from a couple area. of them too. You're saying, so yeah, multiple. And, and it is, it is not few and far between. I mean, if you're fishing, like, I think that, that was at uh, Oneida Lake and I mean, you know, those, they're plentiful. They're, they're footballs for sure. That sounds amazing. You know, I, I've heard of that. Uh, is that like, what part of New York is that? Like what geographically, like I, central or? I'm going to say it's closer to, 
Well, you know what? I don't know if I'm the guy to ask for this, but I think <laughs> it's closer to like the West New York. We're in the, okay. you know, because Buffalo, I guess, becomes West New York. So, so maybe Central to West. I mean, we're okay. three hours away. If I'm wrong about that, guys, come <laughs> on. It's like my first mo- or second month, beginning of second month, maybe. So, give me some slack if I'm wrong. Well, cool, cool. And um, so, how did you get involved with Douglas? Okay, so this is a crazy, this is a crazy story. So first of all, I am a lifelong bass fisherman. I've been a fanatic since I was probably seven. And my uncle Johnny with his bamboo rod took me out. And, you know, I caught my first largemouth right off the bat. And I was just like blown away by that fish. And it became pretty much an addiction to where I was you know, I'm sure like you, I was hoarding these Cabela's catalogs and any, <laughs> any allowance I made, it was going back to fishing. But um, what I came from actually the music industry, I, uh, I'm a guitar player. I okay. went to Berkeley College of Music. I went to Boston College and Berkeley College of Music and I toured all over the place. I played on cruise ships. I just opened up for Little Big Town with, uh, I played guitar for this kid, Jesse Kinch, who who won this show called Rising Star. So I was firm, firmly rooted in the music industry. And I saw during the pandemic the the toll that it took on that industry. And I got very worried because the place that I was working, I won't mention the company's name, but they were furloughing people. And, you know, one of the biggest trade shows, I mean, obviously in fishing you have iCast so the equivalent of that in the music industry is NAM which is in Anaheim which is this massive trade show and I just remember that show getting canceled and you know I was doing all these demos and and uh getting interviewed by like Guitar World Premier Guitar and and selling like high-end guitar gear and I was like am I going to all my gigs got canceled and I was like am I going to have a job so I I'm a huge follower of um, Oliver and I. I love how Oliver and I fishes. Who and, and I saw that he was started fishing Douglas rods around that time, and I was like, "What? What is this company?" And I, you know, that I started doing research. I'm like, "Okay, big in the fly world, lot of selection throughout the lineup." I was like, "This is cool. Like they they've got a rod for some very uh, technique specific applications here." You know, if Oliver's using them, they got to be pretty dialed in because I don't think he would ever, you know, mess with something that wasn't up to a very demanding spec. And I ended up, I just started looking at their website and I saw that they had a job opening for marketing. And (laughs) I emailed my resume and I was like, look, I don't know if I'm going to make this jump, but I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm pretty much doing the same exact thing on the music side of things where it's like this hybrid sales, marketing, content creation, you know, small company, like one of those roles. And I started talking to the owner, David Barclay, and we went back and forth for seven months. I came up and visited a couple of times and I finally, I pulled the trigger. I'm like, you know what? I'll try this for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm still able to play like these big gigs that I have booked, but which is great. You know, I can kind of cover both things. But I mean, this is a very demanding job to where I got to be out in the field and, you know, visiting tackle shops, working with pros, uh, developing new products, doing the content creation again, you know, putting my giving my input and really 
you know, trying trying to push the product forward and really get the word out about how good these rods actually are. I mean, we have an incredible designer, Fred Kuntawi, over on the West Coast, who's pretty much a legendary rod designer who is, you know, he's fished for every predatory species probably <laughs> that exists. <laughs> so it's been really cool to work with him and, and to translate, you know, or help get his vision out and, and work with these. These guys are all serious fish heads that we work with here. So, you know, it's a passion for everyone and it's, it's not easy because it's a small company, but um, it's been very rewarding thus far. Definitely. Cool. cool. And um, I know uh, when I first started looking at Douglas rods, I, I didn't even know that they had a whole like fly fishing side too. That Isn't maybe, that crazy? Yeah. So, I mean, they're not only are they, you know, just conventional fishing rods, but they, they're, they're fly rods as well, you know, and uh, that's who we're really known for. That's kind of what I, I thought. I thought that that's, that was where the kind of it started and then worked its way over to the other side, but absolutely. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and, and I, I, under, I figure, you know, just from what I've read and what I've read and the, the folks that I've talked to on the podcast, one of the toughest things about the industry is when you are a little, little fish in a big pond, you know, when you're going up against the Abu Garcia's and Shimano's and stuff, trying to get your name uh, in the mix there. And um, that was uh, kind of how, when Brian first mentioned to me about Douglas, and I was like, okay, I, I, I went and Googled and I was like, okay, I, you know, they look like I have a really good lineup and everything. And then he let me use his rods when I was down at uh, Dale Hollow with him. Um, I don't know. Uh, the story is well known on my podcast that I lost his, one of his Douglas rods. Uh, you know, his, he let me borrow his uh, Ned Rig rod. And um, of course I, I went back, I w had it laying on the deck of my kayak and, I like kicked my foot or something and bumped it into the drink and down it went. And I probably spent like 40 minutes there with like the heaviest uh, weight and hook I had trying to drag the bottom, trying to find it. And that is hilarious. Met him back at the launch and I was like, Hey, I lost your rod. And he's like, he thought I was joking and he's like laughing. And I was like, no dude, I, I lost your rod. And <laughs> he was very cool, very supportive of me, you know, very understanding. Um, but uh, I felt so bad, but um, since then, um, I have started, like I said, uh, started replacing as I, you know, kind of move up in my fishing ability and, and my, uh, techniques and stuff, I've started replacing my rods, uh, with Douglas as well. And I actually have that same rod that I bought to replace his coming very shortly, hopefully here in the next, uh, week or two, uh, uh, cause I broke my Ned Rig rod this summer and I've been using it with basically the top six inches missing. I basically cut it down to the next islet and have been using it oh that my way. God. So it's been a little bit of a struggle, but it, it worked for enough for, to get me through to the end of the uh, season till the, till I could get that rod. So uh, what, what are you using the six ten three XF? I'd have to look, uh, to be honest, I asked Brian what it was and he's like, I'll just order it for you. I was like, okay, I'll, you know, just let me know and I'll pay you back. And that's, okay, okay. that's where, I, that's where I'm at with that right now. But I, he called it the babushka. I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I just know I, I used it at Dale Hollow. I loved it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I this rod is amazing. And um, actually, so the very first rod I bought 
um, was uh, one of the heavy rods. Um, I, I was looking uh, for a frogging rod. I, that was like the last rod that I didn't have. And um, what did you pick? What did you pick? I'd have to go upstairs and grab it. I, to be honest, I, I, I don't know the lineup nearly as well as you do. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. Cause we have a, multiple rods in there that could fit that application. I'm going to say you probably got the seven, four five. I, that sounds right. That, yeah. That's a great all around. I mean, if I had one rod from our lineup that I wanted to do 95% of techniques with or Yes, for me, ninety-five percent. I mean, like the guys here are, are ultra finesse fishermen. They're they're dialed in finesse fishermen, like I've never seen. I mean, they're really insane. I, but I would pick that seven four five, and like one of our pros, Kyle Patrick, who just you know was winning up a storm. Uh, he just brought the trophy, the elite trophy by. Um, you know, that's his rod of of choice. He's doing everything with it. He's throwing jigs on it. He's frogging with it. He's you know, power shotting with it. I mean, well, I remember having that same conversation with uh, Brian. I was like, well, I, I want a frogging rod, but I, to be honest, I don't have a ton of places to do frogging around here. But okay. so I, I said that to him and I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I should just dedicate an entire rod to that. And he's like, no, 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 this rod can do jigs. It can do, you know, all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, you know, the, my jig rod, the, what I had been using as my jig rod probably wasn't quite, uh the best choice for it so that i have also used the uh, jig on it a lot and and i really like the feeling of it especially that i can you know really you know count rocks with it you know they say uh, the sensitivity is great yeah super sensitive and the thing that is really cool about that 745 is it is rated it can handle up to two ounces it's a stout it's a stout rod but it's it's light and it actually has a very exquisite tip section I, I you know it can and that is really important when you're walking a frog you want a tip that can actually allow you to impart that you know walk the dog where you're you know kind of to, to get that action you need a tip that's responsive and you need a little bit I mean everybody thinks that you need a pool cue I disagree I think you need a stout backbone but I think you actually need a bit of a moderate bend to be able to really you know, keep a parabolic kind of flow on these fish. And that's what kind of gets them out of the junk. You know, you have to have a little bit of give where you're really powering them is that backbone area to yeah. get them out of the thick stuff. Would well, you that, agree? That, is that what you feel? I would, like? I would absolutely agree with that, you know, because um, the, the rod that I actually used prior to that, that I had borrowed for somebody was the traditional hundred percent pool cue like very little bend and flex in it. And I felt like I was losing fish because of that. Like uh, it would, it would be good to start pulling them out, but as soon as they got free of the junk and were coming at me, then I, I had trouble keeping up with them. Like the, the rod would like let go of the flex and then they could kind of yeah. jump, shake, you know, do whatever. And that's when they would come unpinned, you know? So um, yes. having that, that bend, allows the the rod does the playing for you you know you don't have That's to right. worry about that as much yeah and think about it when it's stiff like that and you like you said if you get them out you give them any slack line and, and you have that ultra stiff like very with rod with no give remember that's gonna that's coming back at the fish too i mean just an easy way to lose lose tension if you're not if you're not catching up with them i mean right. and if you're not using real thick braid to to there's so many factors, but, but I agree. I've 
really like that that moderate bend with a stronger backbone. I think that does a lot for sure. Even on jigs too, as well. All right. Well, that that brings us, I think, to a good starting spot. So let's talk about the different parts or like what makes up a rod. So you have action. When you, they say action, what does that mean? Okay. Let's actually, let me pull, I have some rod. I, I'm going to pull this LRS. I have an LRS 745 right here. Okay. I'm just going to pull it out. And it's actually, hold on. Oh man, is this going to be like a domino effect there? <laughs> I should have brought my rods down. I didn't even think of it, but. Hold on. Let me just, this is a mess here. I did not. Should have uh, gotten this free before. Okay. Sorry, excuse, excuse my uh, quagmire there. No worries. So, so, okay, so on our rods, let me see if we can do this without destroying something. Okay, I'm just going to tell you here because I don't, I don't want to crack it. But so all of our rods are basically, you know, you might pick one up and you're going to see the Douglas logo. And right to the left, you're going to see this writing and you'll see LRS C745F. And you're probably like, what does that mean? <laughs> so let me, first of all, LRS is a specific model. So we have the LRS and the matrix line, and we actually have a new line coming out it's very soon that is going to really appeal to you that I will talk about in a second. And Sweet. I think you'll really like it. But okay, so the C, let's, let's break this down slowly. So the C means casting. So if I said, for instance, if I had LRS, and I saw an S in front of it, immediately you're thinking that's spinning. Okay. Right. So this is this particular rod C. Now the seven four out of the seven four five, that's the actual rod length. So seven foot four inches. Okay. Easy enough. Yep. Okay. So casting seven foot four inches. Now here's where it gets a little bit tricky because we have our own rating system. So five, this is a five power. Okay, so the third number in this series here is the power of the rod. So for us, a five is a medium heavy. Okay. Okay, but really it's, in my opinion, it's closer to a medium heavy. In every other line, it's a medium heavy plus to a to a heavy, really. Okay. Okay. I think. Okay, fair enough, yep. Okay. And then the fast, like you said before, what's the action? The F, that F, there's your action. So fast. So fast can mean a lot of different things in a lot of different lines. I mean, it can mean you really have to hold the rod in hand and fish fish with it to understand what that means. Now, our fast is like, I don't want to say it's a, tr it's a moderate fast because that's a, that we have those two, but it's close to being that. Okay. okay. It's not like some fast actions are real tip centric and they won't bend down into the blank at all. This one is not the case. This one really fights the, I mean, you can see the bend, like here's where it starts to really shut off right here. So yeah, it's definitely a fast. It's definitely a fast, but it still has enough moderate taper to be able to do a lot of different things with it. So you can throw moving baits on this too. And, you know, and be good to go, good to go. Like a buzz bait, this is a killer buzz bait rod. You know, gotcha. could throw a chatter, I wouldn't, but you could throw a chatter bait on. 
you know. Okay. And, well, we can and, talk about what you would throw a chatterbait on then too, because I'm curious about that. Okay, I, I, maybe I'll show you the the. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh well. I'll, hold on. I'll show you. I might as well introduce this now. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do I? Where is that rod? Okay, so this is our actually our new rod line that's coming out probably around Valentine's Day. Okay. And this is the arrow line. Like we have the arrow line on the fly side too. So this is a real, I've been fishing these since I got here and really testing them. And I, they are unbelievable rods and they're not, they come in at a $99 price point and wow. we still have the Douglas lifetime warranty. So, I mean, that's crazy. Phenomenal, phenomenal balance. I mean, these things are just like with a reel on it, they're just absolutely killer. Super light. I mean, I just cannot say enough good things about this. I think this one is coming in. At, let me just check to make sure. Yes, this is like at coming coming in at 4.3 ounces. Super, super light. And this is this is what I would throw. This was actually designed for this is the first time we've done this, but we actually put, uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this whole <laughs> but we've put uh, a logo actually on here. Yeah, let me have... make you bigger here. I can make it bigger. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Solo layout. There we go. So you see that there's a, how, we have that Texas rig. And oh yeah. It says design for chatterbaits, Texas rigs. Nice. So we really were targeting the, the beginner angler or somebody that's not as familiar with this. But at the same time, you have, I mean, pros are fishing this too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it has these, those, the, those super dialed in actions that Douglas is known for with the balance. They did not go away with this. They're, they're there. I mean, this thing is just absolutely, absolutely killer. This is a C715F. So what so it's casting, seven foot one, five. Now this one to me is more of a real medium heavy. You, you know, like I mean, I know it's still a five power, but you can see even in the um in the uh backbone section here, it's a smaller diameter. Mm -hmm. But so super light, it really allows you to feel the vibration. And again, it has that like moderate taper. I know some guys like to fish chatterbaits on glass rods or softer rods. I I think it depends on the application. I think in if you're fishing in uh, certain areas, if you're fishing in like in grass and you don't want to rip the chatterbait out of the grass and you want it to just kind of like get out of there, that's where those softer rods come into play. But I think for an all around chatterbait rod, you can't go wrong with this because again, I know you're, I, I know people compare them to, to square bills, but they're the way that these fish eat the baits. I've done better fishing a rod that has slightly more, that's not as, as moderate that, you know, because it's still a jig hook. You're still right. Single it's a single hook, hook bait. Yep. yep. Single hook bait. You still got to drive it through there. And I think they eat it differently. Like I, of course, 
with a crankbait rod, and we can talk about this in a second, you want the crankbait rod to absorb, you want it to cushion the trebles, absorb the head shakes, and be able to get the fish back to the boat. So there's where you want the real super parabolic, softer rod. I personally think that the chatterbait is a different type of bite. So it's a really specific action that has to be dialed in. Like you, if you have too much fast action, you're losing the fish. You'll get a hook set, but you're losing the fish. What I've seen with all of these, especially this entire arrow lineup is that even though we have these two kind of techniques written on here, they are still multi. We just did that. I, I, I mean, obviously they, they will really excel at these techniques and but our, our problem is that we almost have too much versatility across the line. Like you can pick off these rods and use them for so many different things and be successful at it. So, again, it has more applications than what is listed, but it will excel at these techniques. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that brings up a, a good point. So, okay, so we talk um, our, our, our power is going to be your um, – you're fast, you're, so what no. are the different, no, 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 that's the action, action. That's the action. The power is really like how, it's like the fighting ability of the rod, basically. That's so, so the power is really, we're going from three. So three is medium light for, for okay. Douglas, I'm talking. Okay. Yep, because yep. like, if you're going to Loomis, that's a different, you know, that's <laughs> a different thing. So you really have to, I, I mean, you got to contact a specific rod manufacturer or research on the website and see what their powers are. I mean, some people will just straight up say medium heavy, you know, I mean, like even on this, do we say that on here? No, I'm sorry. should probably know that. I'm, but <laughs> no, we didn't, but um, you know, certain like in our catalog we do, but it's certain rod manufacturers will just say medium, heavy, heavy, right. extra heavy. Right. Like, uh, or, or, or they will, they will have like a, a grid to, to kind of delineate those, those powers. Right. So let me just tell you, three is medium light. Four is medium. Five is medium heavy. Six is heavy. And then we actually have seven, which we, you know, that's extra, extra heavy. That's like our big, we got a big swim bait rod, our, our 807 like can handle up to like 16 ounces and I throw a ton of swim baits and it, it really is, it really can handle that. It's pretty crazy. Wow. That is crazy. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. I mean, some, <laughs> of, these big, some of these big baits, like soft and hard, if you're getting over that 10 inch mark, I mean, mm -hmm. you really need a rod that is going to not wear you out all day. And that's something that Fred is really big on. Like, these rods can still throw massive baits and they do not feel like conventional swim bait. <laughs> conventional swim bait rod is an oxymoron, but <laughs> you know, like, like your standard swim bait rods are uh, talk about pool cues. I mean, some of these things are like, you could fight a, like a bull shark on them, and, and, <laughs> you know? I, I well, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I, I remember uh, the first time I started throwing like uh, an Alabama rig with a, a good bit of weight on it. I was not throwing throwing it on a rod anywhere near what it should have been thrown on, and by the end of the day, man, I was beat. I felt like I was fighting the rod more than anything. You so definitely that really, are. that really does make a huge difference when you when you do get to try it on what it's supposed to be done on, and you know it it it's kind of crazy, you know how much of a difference that makes. 
Absolutely. And and since, since you're talking about Alabama rigs, I will let on a secret that the A-rig up here is an absolute killer. Smallmouth, <laughs> smallmouth love them. And, you know, like you'll – I was just fishing Lake Erie with uh, Douglas Pro Ryan Miller a couple weeks ago. And then I uh, – yeah, and, and that was basically – that was the bait of choice. I mean, I was, we were doing these long drifts because Erie's so expansive and I would just keep the, the A rig on this particular day. They wanted them where it was like maybe a foot off the bottom and they would just get crushed, but you have to really have like a very specific rod for that. And we actually do. And I have it right here rigged up since you talked about it. You'll, you'll like this too. I've got the uh, the bait sack here, which which uh, you can put the <laughs> in, which keeps yeah. uh, the hooks out of like <laughs> from damaging every part of your body and also getting stuck in your car. But I was going to say I've stuck them in my car seats more times than I care to admit, for sure. They're bru- They're brutal. They're brutal. But this is actually this is our high end line. This is the X Matrix, okay? And this is the DXC. 765F. And this thing is rated up to three ounces, 7.6 fast. But again, you have that parabolic nature to it. And this is another weird bait that it's like, if you think about it, it's like almost like throwing like a giant spit, like a spinner bait that was exposed to retro (laughs) and became like uh, this massive uh, entity. But uh, You need a specialized rod for that. And this is like a very good multi-purpose heavy duty rod. Like you could, it's crazy because you could actually punch with this rod because it's, you know, I think people, again, think you need a pool cue to punch, but really you need a moderate taper to get them out of that thick stuff and keep them hooked and not rip the, the, you know, you need something that has a little bit of give because think about it, you're punching with two ounce weights sometimes that's going to rip the fish's mouth right open. You're ripping mm-hmm. the hook right out. you got yep. to have some type of give if you're locking the drag down and trying to pull them out on straight braid. But anyways, like this is rated three quarters of an ounce, up to three ounces. And it has that signature kind of like Douglas fast action that still maintains a parabolic nature and has a lot of good backbone. And it's pretty crazy because, again, you're looking at this thing and – there is not, and on this backbone area, it's not a large rod diameter, and, and it's still so light and so powerful. You have the full handle grip, which I think helps out when you're throwing a bigger bait like this. You oh, know, yeah. yeah, you really need to be able to, I mean, this is a heavy-duty application, and some of these hits that you're getting, you need to really be able to tuck that, lean into them, and get them out from, like, we're catching these fish in 50 feet of water, and they're smallmouth and they fight and they come mm-hmm. up crazy. And, you know, if they jump again, there's another place you don't want a, a pull cue. You got to really have some type of moderate bend. But I mean, that that right there should, you know, we just went over three rods from three different lineups and we're not even scratching the surface. I mean, we have way more specialized rods than this. It's just debunking what you can actually do with them because that can be 
daunting. Like if you don't know what we just talked about with the actions and powers, right. You know? Well, yeah. And I figured we could, we could talk about, about that a little bit. Like you, you in, yeah. referenced treble hooks and um, yes. the kind of rod that you want for trebles is, is going to be a completely different rod than you want for like a single hook, like a jig or uh, you know, it, it, that makes a ton of difference. 100%. And let me just show you the bends on that. Um, Okay, so this is really, okay, so this is, this is our crankbait rod in the arrow lineup. So this is a 704M. So you have a medium, this is our, med, it's a medium, uh, 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 medium power, four, four power medium. And then that M is actually moderate. So, I mean, you can't see it here, but this thing really look look at look at all that. I mean, I'm I'm barely doing anything, and that thing is, Bowling. you know, yeah, it's bending, it's bending all the way down to here. And when you have a fish on, that's really that's going to be like, like this. I'll actually send you a picture from the from the video shoot that we did where we were catching fish on this, and I actually boat flipped a good size, probably a four pound smallmouth on this, and you can see. Maybe that's the one you use for the picture of this podcast because you can see the rod bent like it is like a perfect parabola. Wow. It's amazing. But th that is what you want. You need a softer tip on, on a crankbait, on a treble hook rod. You see that? We, how much play I have there? Mm -hmm. you got to have a rod that is really doing the fighting and is not – it's got to be powerful but not overpower the fish because treble hooks – it is easy, in my opinion, it's easy for a fish to throw a treble hook. If you, I mean, especially with how violent big smallmouth are and the way they shake, like you could have one treble that's pinned, but think about it. There's two trebles on some of these baits and, or, and sometimes with a jerk bait, I mean, that's, well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> that's a whole different thing, but there's sometimes, you know, what if, one hook gets caught in one part of the mouth and one is in the other, they might be able to leverage those two, those two hooks against each other and pop out. And that's where like, you know, certain baits have certain treble hook baits have like rotating hook hangers, mm -hmm. you know, where to where like it, it lets some play there. Yeah, exactly. So it's all about, it's all, it's, this is so technical based on the bait. I mean, this is a science, truly. You cannot go out there. I know I said you could fish that 745 for 95% of the techniques. <laughs> and you can, you can get away, you can get away with some of those techniques on it. But if you really want to get dialed in, I mean, there's a reason why some guys bring out 20 rods to throw baits. They are not doing that because they're, you know, I don't know because they have a superfluous amount of money or <laughs> I mean, maybe they do, but I, the real guys that are really dialed in and, and girls that are real, real di dialed in are doing that for a reason. Because oh, heck yeah. I mean, why do you have a toolbox? You don't just have a hammer in it. Right? Exactly. I always tell my wife, she always, when she <laughs> looks, at, looks at my garage and she's like, why do we need, you know, 15 rods? I'm like, well, you don't hammer in a finishing nail with a sledgehammer. You know what Thank I mean? You. So that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. So that's the, that's the, that's the line I always use when people ask me why I have so many rods. I was like, well, you don't, 
hammer and a finishing nail with a sledgehammer. That's right. I mean, there's it's, it's, different technique or tools for different applications. So, right. And, and we were talking, I, I touched on the jerk bait thing that that's, that's one of the hardest ones to get down because that is a, a power fet. I refer to jerk baiting as power finesse. Okay. Because you're really, you know, it's a reaction bite. You're trying, yeah, you're trying to trigger a genetic response reaction bite. It's, it's totally different. Like when these fish don't want to eat, you're trying to get them to eat. Like, you know, uh, that's why a jerk bait is so effective in the winter months. You're imparting these jerks, you're pausing. They're sitting there looking at it. It's suspending. Maybe the tail's like wiggling like this. Like if it's a 110, it's sitting, a Megabass Vision 110, it's sitting mm -hmm. like this. And, you know, depending on how cold the water is, it'll suspend it. And even, it's so crazy, but depending on the, the color of the, of the actual jerk bait sometimes has a difference in weight or has oh, a yeah? weight difference. Wow. 100%. So some will sit, some will do, be a slow float. I'm, I'm so crazy that I'll actually balance them in oh, my I, Yes. I, I have, I have done that with like uh, lead strips and those kind of things to get exactly. them to, to float uh, a little more naturally. Exactly. So, so, so you need a rod for this. Okay. That's a shorter, shorter handle. Do I have that one here? And I know, uh, I like, I'm not sure what all fishing you do, but that is one thing that as a kayaker, I do prefer a shorter handle a lot of times yes. because, yes. um, I, you know, I, I just feel like I hit it on my PFD all the time or definitely. it's, and, uh, so I, I definitely prefer a shorter handle. Um, I know, like you said, with the, you know, the pitching rods and stuff, you do need to be able to tuck it and winch, but there's times on the kayak where that stuff just gets in the way. I totally agree with you. And I think if you're fishing in a kayak, you need, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I have a big JDM rod collection. <laughs> there, there's one, there's one brand that makes a, a 703 power that will handle up to three ounces and down to like half an ounce. And again, it's like set, it's only seven feet. It's not a massive handle, but it's like incredible for that application because you never feel like you're, you know, trying to land a, a fish, especially since, you know, in my personal experience, I'm throwing a lot of bigger, bigger baits. It It's scary. Like you're trying to get a fish in with like an eight foot swim bait rod and you're worried about the treble coming out, hitting you, <laughs> trying to get it in your lap, trying to net it. I mean, it's, it's a very... I, to me, kayak is, it's, you have to be super specialized because it's such a con confined space. And again, that's like a whole different set of rods. And that's why, you know, certain brands do have like kayak rods with that short handle, you mm -hmm. know? Yep. But like this, this guy right here, this is again in our matrix line, phenomenal, phenomenal jerkbait rod. Split grip. Look, you only have this little tiny section here for, mm -hmm. for your handle. I mean, which is good because again, this is a super, it's a power technique and a finesse technique all rolled into one. You have to be so dialed in with this and you have to have a rod that is incredibly responsive and is, again, with that really exquisite tip, tip section that's able to impart those jerks and to be able to get the bait to stop on a dime. Because if you, you know, if, if you're not stopping on a dime and there's play in that bait, and that a lot of that comes down to the rod and the line you're using, obviously, but like that is going to inhibit your strike. They will, 
I mean, there's underwater bass footage. I think tactical bass and even goes over that and says, yep. like, you know, look at this. There's some movement in that bait. If you don't have, you know, that technique, it's, you know, when you're jerking it, you're actually reeling at the same time. I mean, you'd be going down. I just have no room here, but you really, you'd be going down and kind of reeling to pick up the slack at the same time, you know, you never, you never want to set on totally taut line because that's when that bait will move before. Move. Yep. There you go. And if your rod is, is, is doing that for you, that's, and that, that's something you can't take away. It's, you know, there's no way you're going to pause that bait. No. And you're on tiny treble hooks. So, you know, especially like we just talked about that mega bass vision One Ten. Those Katsuagi hooks are super light wire. I mean, and they're out barb hooks. I mean, you're getting them and you're sticking them, but they'll bend out in two seconds. If you try to horse them in, you're done. So you really need a rod, again, that has that parabolic bend. You got to have a rod that is has the tip that's stiff enough to be able to impart those jerks. But then this is this is the key. When the fish is on, the rod wakes up. The rod wakes up and the actual blank and that is comes in blank design. That's when the blank really bends down and you can get that that fish in. Like you can't even see it here. But when a fish is on, that thing is has enough moderate taper to land the fish. And and you gotta you gotta have it be fast enough though to where you know you're getting that action with the jerk bait. So it's a very spec specific technique. And this is also a great rod for for little like you know, tiny swim baits got just a little gambler goat locked up jig head there with just i mean this is like a one of their like easy swimmers or the little little easy and it's phenomenal for that too so this is one of those rods that can definitely handle a jig hook application moving application and and also a jerkbait and this is our uh 6A, 684f so 6 foot 8 4 power medium f fast and that's in the matrix line this is the matrix line. Okay. This is the matrix line. I prefer that we have this in the LRS, but for jerk baits, I would LRS also a phenomenal rod, probably a little bit more moderate because of the carbon fiber slash graphite blend that we use in that, as opposed to this, the matrixes tend to be a little bit more, um, more crisp. If you know what I mean? Like they're mm -hmm. just like, but not as moderate, but they're lighter. They're definitely lighter. I would say the LRS is made to be a workhorse, not, not, you know, it's made to not be broken, I guess. Like, <laughs> I got striper guys fishing these things, catching 50 pound striper on the 704. I mean, that's, that's not even, that's rated up to one ounce, like, and they're taking down, you know, that's a, that's a medium power rod that's catching a 40 pound cow striper. Right pretty insane you know but but like i would i would encourage people that are looking at our line if they want a great jerkbait rod go for the high-end line because you want it to be light you don't want it, you'll wear yourself out so quickly doing that all day long trust because this is a, I, I love jerkbait fishing <laughs> you got to have something that's light and balanced and i can honestly say that you're not going to find in the Douglas lineup, you're really not going to find a lot of rods that don't have that um, just incredible balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would put it up against and pretty much any any lineup. I I'm that confident in it for sure. 
Well, that that was one of the uh, techniques that I had written down to talk to you beforehand because that was that I've still struggled to find a rod that I feel like, oh yeah, this this is working this jerk bait the exact way I want it to and where the way I expect to. I've tried multiple different ones and I I have not landed on one that I feel I like yet. Um, and uh, so that has definitely been a struggle, and that's why I want that was the very first rod I wrote down that I was going to ask you about. So thank well, you for I that. Mean- Absolutely. And I, I think that, I mean, some guys like to fish it on, on longer rods around here. I've noticed, I don't really know why I haven't, that's just not my personal preference, but some mm-hmm. guys will fish this on like, you know, that, uh, uh, 704, that, that moderate, that crankbait rod. Yeah. They'll fish it. They'll fish it on that. Like, I mean, I like the shorter rod. I like to have that. I, to be able to walk it and, and or you know pop it and, and jerk it i like to have that motion go down and i don't know i'm five nine so i mean i guess if you're taller you could get away with a longer rod but i've always thrown a jerk bait rod that's either six ten or under and well I and think i think in a kayak especially because you're not standing you're you're seated most of the time now some people obviously do stand but um you know that's even harder to do with a longer rod when you're seated you know, let alone standing, but. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I just think for that technique, I mean, again, always a good reference is to go to someone like Matt Allen from tactical bass. And that's got <laughs> all this time in the world. That guy's a giant and he's using a six ten. you know, he's using that Shimano X pride, which he's, those guys swear by that. And that, they're, they're great rods for sure. But now I think he started using that, that vision. Uh, I mean, uh, the 110 plus, plus, I think that's the mega bass's design rod for the jerk bait yep. uh, for the vision 110. And that's only, a, that's a six, five. And that's something that you'll find on a lot of JDM jerk bait rods. They'll go down to that length and they're, and they're even more, they have a crazy moderate taper. So, gotcha. so that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, I, I think this six, eight for me, the first time I threw it, I felt very at home with it. And I was like, okay, good. I can do some damage with this, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what other techniques that I, what else did I have written down? Uh, swim baits. Like uh, I, I was into, I was curious about that too. And you, you mentioned you are a swim bait fan. So I got two for you, right? Or actually, you know what? I'm going to show you three. I'm going to show you three because they're all, well, let's see how tangled this one is. <laughs> <laughs> These guys kind of all got fun stuff here, but this is good. I can show you, show off a couple things here. Okay, we'll start with this guy. And this, you're gonna be like, what is going on here? But I'm just gonna show you, show you. I'm just gonna let some slack off. This is actually, check this out. It's detachable. Wow, look at that. Right, so, so this is huge, this whole thing, huge in the JDM market. They've been doing it on high-end rods for years. People are very wary about this. They have absolutely no reason to be. There is no loss in sensitivity. This is an exposed piece of naked carbon right here. Once it goes in here, that's the same exact thing that you would be doing on a one-piece model. There is no difference in transfer whatsoever. And especially with these big baits, like, (laughs) you need that? I mean, I... You know, like that, right? Like if I can, they're not going to just pick up a little bit or a big bait like that. It's not just going to be like a subtle, you're not going to know they. Exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you're fishing a HUD, I mean, like if you're dragging a Huddleston on the bottom, it could be a, a nothing bite. And this, these flanks are so sensitive. I had no problem. So the way that you made this is you basically put this in, you'll put it in at an angle and okay. then just rotate 45 degrees. And now you're locked in. Wow. Now you're locked in. <laughs> so I just got it. And then you just there and then that you're good to go. And what that's a great rod to travel with. You've got your full swim bait handle here. See the size of the handle on this. That allows you to leverage baits. And here, my swim bait setup, a lot of guys will throw straight, uh, they'll throw straight fluoro, copoly, or uh, or mono, like anywhere from 25 to 30. Some guys will throw 20, like Butch Brown, famous swim bait angler, just throws 20 pound fluoro, like cigar, I think. But I go braid to leader. So I, I will throw 80 pound braid, usually. Yeah, 80 pound braid, but people like are like, why would you ever do that? You're fighting like a, you know, if you're lucky, you're fighting a, a seven pound large, large mouth. You do that because of the line diameter, really, of the braid. It'll never dig into, it won't dig into itself the thicker it gets. And it'll also allow you to really leverage these fish. Like I'm fishing, this happens to be uh, a Daiwa Alexa 300 HD. I had not fished uh, this particular reel. I fish a lot of the, the uh, Shimano Calcutta Conquests, and um, I like the super high-end like JDM reels. This is a phenomenal reel too. I mean, I just got around. Uh, I have to say, I'm like really blown away by this performance. And this is not one of the dive reels that's made in Japan. It's made in their, I think the the uh, Thailand factory or wherever their other factory is, and I'm still blown away by it. But you really need to be able to have that larger spool uh, to handle that line capacity. And to also, I think that helps with line pickup too. You, know, you need to be able to, depending on the technique, to pick up line in a way that's very smooth um, and, and doesn't like, I think with swim bait fishing, like especially if you're subsurface, anything that is, that can throw off the action of the bait that doesn't make it smooth. Well, these things, like they already know something's up. You gotta, you gotta make it to where it's as natural as possible. So I think that bigger Arbor helps with line pickup, helps with a more natural presentation. I know that doesn't, I think Bill Simentel is like the one guy that like, like that, that spoke about that. So uh, spoke about that back in, back in the day. And it's something that really resonated with me. But then I will actually tie this to a 35 pound uh, shock leader. Okay. Like the Sunline stuff, like the super, um, this is FC 100, but they just came out with Saltimate. They just I was just going to say it's probably saltwater based, I would think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same idea. Like it's it's thin diameter. Like this this line would be like, their 35 pound would be probably like a, uh, it's like the equivalent of like a, a 25 pound line probably. So, so it, you know, you, you really need that type of power and then I will utilize, can you see that knot there? Hold on. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. That's an FG knot. Yeah. So that's coming from saltwater to fine grip. So, and, and this line happens to be, this is, 
reaction tackle uh cody from reaction tackle sent me a bunch of stuff to try out and i usually use max quattro power pro max quattro which is a four strand uh but i have to say this line is great i mean i had a pike come and eviscerate a depths 250 on lake champlain and <laughs> it really it, it powered them and right here i have uh okay i'll talk about the rod but this is a soft bait so swim baits are basically broken into, I mean, I get really technical with this, but you really should have a rod that is more geared to soft baits and one that's more geared toward hard baits, trebles. And that's, mm -hmm. again, that's a tough action to dial in because you've got, <laughs> these baits are gigantic, but you can't sometimes, I know people think, well, oh, it's, you just need a giant crankbait rod, but it's more than that because you need to be able to move the fish once they bite this bait and to re and again think about it if you're throwing a six ounce weight and that fish has it pinned to them now you have a fish with a six ounce bait that's pinned to its mouth that's completely you know that's not coming through the water in an in a hydrodynamic fashion <laughs> i was thinking, i don't know so so you got to have a rod that can really keep the get the get these things in i fish with a lock drag i do not play these fish with these big baits, you just got to get them into the boat, take a picture, get them back out. That's it. You know, mm -hmm. and this is this is a, a guy from um, California, Bottom Dweller Baits, and I've been super impressed with this guy. This is his six-inch bait, and he's using some kind of crazy plastisol that somehow is soft, but it um, it maintains it's it's durable, and and okay. I've a lot of soft baits. And like even the way that it holds the hook, I've thrown this on like probably five trips so far, and I haven't not I haven't hooked up with anything yet. It's kind of the wrong time up here for for well, right now it might be getting into the right time, but uh, I haven't had to use mended on it yet. It's still holding. <laughs> up. I've been bombing. I've been putting in work with this thing, so I am throwing this. This this is our detachable, as I showed. This is our. 7116F slash D. So what that means is this is a 711, so 7 foot 11, 6 power, heavy, fast rod. And I do think on the matrix side, this one is a little bit, uh, I would rather be throwing soft baits on this rod. But, you know, on our LRS side, all of our our swim bait off. We don't have this on the LRS side. We have the 805D, but that is more moderate. That is more moderate for sure. Like whatever that blend is we use, I think they are more geared toward um, treble hook baits. Like, so on this rod, you could still, I mean, some guys, can you see this Ben? Yep. I mean, there's enough Ben. You could still, and again, this is another one that weighs in. I have thrown, I have thrown some great baits on this too. I personally like a moderate fast bend for. I mean, again, this is fast bend, but I'm just saying that type of taper. Like I fish low down customs a lot before it came to Douglas. Moderate fast. I I have lost maybe like one one fish. So I think, on, on that type of taper, maybe maybe two. Like in, in a, a lot of trips, I think that with the bigger baits it actually lends itself to, to better. You don't have to do as much. Like I don't really hook set on a treble hook. I just kind of reel into the fish 
Yep. Let the rod do the work and they're fighting against it and just keep the head down. That's all you got to do. Keep the head down wherever your rod ends up, keep it there. Don't, you know, flex it and then get them in. So again, I mean, I, I know <laughs> I'm probably sound confusing because I said this is more geared toward, you know, this, but you could throw the other stuff on it. If I had a choice, this is what I'm throwing on it can definitely still handle treble hook baits, but let me just pull out this, the 805, because that really, to me, that one really is an all rounder that can do both. So, okay. Okay. And, and you're going to love this depth. You'll love looking at this bait because it's ridiculous. But it's so effective. And people, you know, I think a lot of people are just like, why would you ever throw a bait like this? Why, why would you throw a, uh, you know, this gigantic close to 10 inch, close to 10 inch. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Depths 250. I mean, this thing is caught like multiple double digits. Again, Butch Brown in the early 90s doing damage with this thing. I mean, this this is just an absolute phenomenal, <laughs> you know. That's phenomenal. a beast. That's yeah, a beast. look at that. I mean, and this is a six-ounce bait. And I was literally – and let me talk about the setup with this. Like, normally, like, I – I, the stock hooks with this, I actually bend out a little bit because I feel like you get better hookups because these are thick hooks. Like if I was just fishing for striper, I would not bend them out. But if you're fishing for bass, you got to get the hook in the mouth. So that's why like a lot of guys will actually swap these stock hooks out and put on Gamma Katsu 2.0 bronze hooks because they're just straight round. They're right, like traditional round bends. These are more of like an O'Shaughnessy bend. So they have a little bit little bit different profile the round mm -hmm. bend gets better penetration and they're strong enough to really you know you want to hook the fish up you want that's more that's the hardest thing with swim baiting sometimes because look at this look at how much negative area there is that a fish could hit it could hit it from the side it could t-bone it on top i mean you got a lot of spaces that you could not get a hook up unless it's a true giant which is what you're going for i guess but <laughs> you know what i mean like you yep. can, so, no, so that you, makes sense. You got to have a hook that sticks in them. So I would, if, you know, I was fishing the stock, but I would, I would probably swap the hooks if I was doing that. And then again, I have that 35 pound, um, I have that 35 pound uh, shock leader on there, FG knot, same thing, 80 pound. And I actually have a decoy X snap on here. And, and, you know, normally I'd be, I think I was just on the water, but normally I would take that split ring off and, and I would just attach that right to the bait because I think it gives it actually it helps with the glide, believe it or not. You get a little bit more movement and you got to play with stuff like that. You got to, and, and not all baits, not all 250s are the same. One might swim slightly different than another one. So you got to play around with that too. It, it's a, this is, this, I don't, don't, don't get into swim baiting. <laughs> Keep that, your keep your house. <laughs> Pay, do you remember the uh, the episode I said we did that was two hours and uh, two and a half hours? It was, was a it big that? swim bait episode. Yeah, we we talked about so many different baits. It was it was crazy. Yeah, I mean you can get lost in it and you can lose like your family, your bank <laughs> account. I mean everything we got. But um, this is a phenomenal, this is like our flagship swim bait rod. And this is another detachable. So it'll detach right here, just like the other one did. And this is pretty cool because on this model, we actually have, we'll, we'll do it. 
do you see this? There's a little, there's a taper here in the middle. So mm -hmm. it's taper, it's thicker here. It tapers down here and then it gets thicker here again. So it really fits the curve of your hand. It's, it's very, you see, you can see it better there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very ergonomic. Um, and it took me a second to like get used to that. But now that I've fished it, I mean, cause it's a little bit thinner here and normally with a swim bait, I'm just so used to that big, you know, that super, that, foreboding prolific grip that I was just like this was comfortable and I was like at first I'm like I don't know this rod is this rod and this one is rated this is an 805 FD so this is an eight uh, eight foot five power so really medium medium heavy which is crazy to think about so medium heavy detachable fast power detachable rod that's rated three to seven ounces and this is a six ounce bait. So I was just like, I talked to Fred Kuntawi, you know, when I, I'm like, can this thing like really throw? He's like, yeah, throw it, I'll throw it all day long. And, and I didn't really, until I went to Lake Champlain and we fished the Inland Sea with the real Northern Bass guys and uh, another Douglas pro, Ryan, Ryan Miller's brother, Sean Miller. I threw this, like those guys are, they were throwing like, I mean, not, not, Sean Miller, the real Northern Bass guys will, you know, they'll throw swim baits too. Like and Andrew's a big swim bait guy. He's got to throw a 250. But like those guys like decided to like, oh, hey, I'm going to actually catch fish. And I was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to keep throwing this all day. <laughs> so I, so because I was going for a giant bite and I don't care if I don't catch anything. I'd rather, that's how I like to fish. I, I To me, it's relaxing to throw this. And, and to see all of the interaction you get, the amount of followers. I was just going to say the a follower is almost worth it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, like just to have that pike come out in open water and just freaking annihilate this thing. That was, that made my day. That made my day. I was like, that is, you know, some people are like this, <laughs> this kid, uh, Sean caught a, caught a, like a giant gator. Like a, I mean, it was like probably a 40 inch or, and it was, I mean, the head was gigantic and he caught it on a Ned rig and he was like, ah, <laughs> I was like, dude, that's an amazing, I mean, now he, you know, like he, he, he's a, he respects all fish species, but he was, he was just like, ah, whatever. Let me catch these small <laughs> mouth. And I was like, dude, yeah. I'd rather that. that thing is freaking phenomenal. Like just an apex predator. But you know, like when you're, I threw this thing all day long and I have to say this rod was a gem because it's so light and the rod was actually throwing the bait, not me. Like, because this thing weighs so much, this thing was loaded up. I did not think the rod was overpowered. I, I mean, even at six, a six ounce bait throwing on a three to seven, like this, it really, it, it launched it and, and it was doing it. It was throwing it so far and it was handling the glide. Well, a lot of these stouter baits or stouter rods, Again, you really need the tip section on the glide. Like one of my favorite rods of all time is actually this 8.6 uh, by this custom company called Nameless Customs. This guy makes great stuff. And the tip section on that rod for larger glides allows the glide to really, it doesn't like impede it at all. And that's, it allows it to kick out all the way and you get the maximum glide distance from back and, and forth yeah yes and these douglas rods do that they have that because they're so light and the tip however fred designed these tips i mean you got to fish one to really understand how dialed in these things are 
and how balanced they are. I was never fatigued once. Like I was having so much fun just throwing this because it was fun to throw it on, you know, and especially with this low profile Alexa, I mean, it's almost like you're throwing a conventional bait, you know, which is, I mean, this is, you can, you can throw bigger baits than this, but your productivity is going to go down. (laughs) I mean, like this will get a giant, this will, and this will expose followers. Like it's been doing it for years. Um, But again, like this is a great all around rod as well. Like this is a a rod that I would throw an eight inch Huddleston on. And again, like when you're, when you're, when you're trying to catch, you know, when you're trying to set a hook on a big soft bait, you got to stick it to them. It's not, you're not letting the rod do the work like you are with this. You got to stick it to them. And this thing, if you do that, it'll stick it to them. It's got, it's got firepower. And then our 807, which I don't have with me. That's our real, like I said, that's the one that's rated all the way up to like 16 ounce or either 14. Hold on. I have my, I got to check here because I don't even remember what it's rated up to. It should. Yeah. It's 14, it's six to 14 ounces, which is still crazy. But that one is like, that's what I would throw like a mag draft 10 inch on. Like when you get all that plastic and you got to move plastic, you need a rod that's more stout that can handle, you know, can handle serious, serious baits like that. But like, I think that's, that's an advantage that, uh, that our lineup has. Like we, we really do, we have a, a ton of conventional rods and we have a ton of like rods that fill in gaps that a, a lot of companies do not offer. Like uh, for instance, I mean, let me pull out another one real quick. This is kind of a, a rod that you, you might not see in a lot of lineups. And it's super specialized and you could use this for a variety of techniques, but I have actually a little, now you saw that last glide bait. This is not just a swim bait rod, but this rod really works for this too. This is an FOM Mm -hmm. uh, glide six. This is a two ounce bait. These guys, uh, these guys are in your neck of the woods, the FOM uh, crew. It's it's. I was uh, going to say I've heard of that before. Yes, it's it's. Uh, what's his name? Is it David? I forget. I think so. It's he and his girlfriend or wife, and they make these. They hand make these baits, and I don't know. I'm I'm sure you've heard of the Chad Chad at this point because Spro just released the production model of the Chad Chad, and that's like that chop glide bait this is the same type of idea where you have like the joint that's straight here in the middle mm-hmm. uh, yep. you know it's not it's not beveled it's just a straight joint and this is this was made to really fish in currents it's a little bit faster sink it's a slow sink but it sinks a little bit faster than like a chad chat but you can get that crazy chop happening and it'll just sit there for two seconds it's like almost like a jerk bait and then i'll sit there and then you the way that you're you're imparting that action is really it's you can do the walk you know you can do the walk thing but really what I like to do is keep it keep the yep. rod in right here and do everything with the real handle and and I don't know if you've noticed my my personal real handle is this Japanese uh, studio composite these are all carbon fiber handles they take weight off of the reel but these things are I mean they're made to withstand tuna they're. You have to, <laughs> really like they have that's crazy totally crazy totally uh, very expensive 
but very worth it because it's a tool. It's another tool. To Absolutely. Help, you don't to want the play to be there. Yep. It, when, when you have that huge fish on there, that that's when it pays for itself. I got beasted on one fish on a, on this wake bait one year. And it was a set. It was over seven. I know it. I saw it and I lost it right at my feet. And I, I knew it was a handle issue that I couldn't leverage enough mm-hmm. power. And that's why I, if you saw on those Lexas, that's a power handle on the Lexa. Guys are like, ah, I like the paddle handle. No, you need <laughs> something that you can torque on. And this is another one where you can get your hand on here and crank down and not lose leverage. Like mm-hmm. I put this on, all, these are even on my conventional rods. I don't know if you noticed before, but like even my jerkbait rod, you don't have to, you don't have to crank them. But I just like the fact that everything is consistent yeah you know that feeling in your hand right that's what i'm saying like i went overboard with it but i got so used to this type of grip and i've just had i mean i've had so much success with hookups and actually landing fish since i you know really getting them in since i changed over to this that it's like how could i not you know right so anyways this rod this is a seven eight like tell me one tell me a production company that even offers, I mean, some do, but many do not like that is a specialized length. This is a seven, eight, four F. Okay. Rated 12 to 20 pounds. So it can handle 12 to 20 pound line. And this is a half ounce up to two and one half ounces. Like that is very specific. And this is one that I noticed right off the bat too, that has a great, like, a phenomenal tip section. Like it's like, you know, if you're into like DRT baits, if you're into DRT swim baits and you fish the most popular one, the tiny clash, this is the tiny clash rod. It's phenomenal. It's, you know, it's got enough length to be able to absorb the shock and it's got that tip to where you're doing, you know, when you're doing that dead walk, it's again, it's all real handle like this. Mm -hmm. And you can really, you know, has enough bend down into the blank to really get him in. That's one thing that Fred really, really killed. I mean, but this is one that you could fish. You could fish a lot of stuff on this. You could punch with this rod. This is another, this is a seven, eight, you know, a longer rod. You could fish a big spinner bait on this. You could fish a buzz bait on this. You could fish, you could, you know, honestly, you could fish a big, uh, uh, a Texas rig, like, like a, a bull worm. In the yeah, summer months, one of those you know, magnum worms, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly like a magnum worm. If you're fishing a shelf, if you're fish, fishing a ledge like a, a rocky point, like riprap, and you're you're throwing it off, and you know you're in like 20 feet of water, and you're fishing a, a bull worm on one of those strike king, um, like mag jig heads, like you know that's a lot of that's a lot of bait. Like those things, they're sitting on the bottom. You got to be able to penetrate the mouth of a fish and then get them back to the boat. This rod, you know, this has got the power to do it without a doubt. And it's got that moderate bend that we've been talking about the whole time that will, you know, allow these fish to not just, you can get a good hook set and then that thing wakes up and then the rod is fighting the fish and you're not sitting there, you know, like what is happening right now. Right, right. That's cool. Well, you know, and I don't know how many times, you know, when you're using a, a rod that's not powerful enough to do that good hook set and you, you know, 
you you just barely have it like skin hooked in the mouth, you know, and you get them into the boat and then they just fall off. And they're like, you're like, oh, my gosh, I so could have lost that so easily, you know. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, and, and, and just to have like a, a rod that, you know, that you didn't hook them well and you can still possibly get them back. Yeah. That's, that's huge, right? Very. You gotta, put all, you gotta put all the odds in your favor because these things like, I mean, they can break your heart, you know, you know how it is. You can have oh, a yeah. day. Oh just- yeah. Uh, I don't, I just lost uh I was speaking of jerkbait rods, you know, I, I was throwing uh now I'm a Jeff little fan. I don't know if you, who he is. He's a kind of uh, local legend around here for smallmouth videos and stuff. Oh and yeah. I do know who he is. I know. Um, who he, is. he yep. fishes his jerk baits on a spinning rod. And so I was using a spinning rod for uh, my jerk baits and uh, had a, you know, I go by length. I had a 20 inch plus jerk bait come off right next to my kayak. I was reaching for my net cause it was a huge one. And I, in that, in that process of reaching, I, I gave it just enough uh, slack to, to lose him. And, uh, then could only wonder, you know, was that, you know, cause I, my PV small is 21 right on the that's dot and 2020 is a good small. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's legit. That's legit. So, I'm pretty you sure should, it was at least 20, but, uh, again, I'll never know for sure. So try, try your Ned rig rod for throwing jerk baits. Okay. That's six ten extra fast. Mm-hmm. Again, like that extra fast tip. I mean, in that particular instance, I like that Shimano X Pride that I was talking about. That's an extra fast tip on it. Like now they change, they change it to a fast tip. But the original X Pride that I that Matt Allen from Tactical Bassin was throwing forever is an extra fast tip, and that's because it allows you to walk the bait well. Right, so if, right. you're throwing, if you're throwing that on the spinning rod and let me tell you something, I have the footage to prove it. Like these rods wake up with a fish on, I would try throwing. If you like throwing, if you like throwing a jerk bait on a spinning rod, I mean, we have two in our lineups. We have the 6103 XF and the 6103 F. So the F is obviously going to have a more moderate tip. But the extra fast is also a great option. And that's a preference thing. That becomes a preference thing with how you like to fish. And we have guys here that they'll, they'll argue until they're blue in the face about which one is better and why. And I, I don't like that one. <laughs> like this one. It's so well, I'm fun. sure the opinions are very uh, yeah formed and not easily changed probably. Let me tell you something. The guys up here are just – I keep saying guys, but – the people, the people up here, are the most hardcore outdoorsmen, outdoors, outdoors people that I have been around. I gotta say, they are formidable fishermen. I mean, and they will tell you, they'll tell you about it too, and rightfully so because they spent. You have so much water around here that they have grown up doing this, and this for me, this is a crazy climate to come into because I'm a diehard and will always be a diehard largemouth fisherman. And there are phenomenal largemouth fisheries like Cayuga Lake and even Lake Onondaga over here, which is like a nuclear, it's like uh, Springfield from the Simpsons, <laughs> but, but it has giant largemouth in it. Okay. Um, but this is, this is truly a, a, 
I mean, it's a world-class smalling fishery. And for me, that style fishing where you're really relying on deep, you know, you're targeting deep water. You really do need a bass boat here to, to really be super effective, I think, because I'm not saying you can't be without one, but I think you could be more effective with one because you have to cover so much water. And then you really, you know, these guys are using forward-facing sonar and side imaging. And, you know, there's a whole debate with that. But I, I don't see it that way. I see that as another, I, that's not some way that I would ever like to fish personally, but I see them as using it as a tool because these fish don't, they don't bite just because you're, you know, where they are. Like mm-hmm. when you're using a Demiki rig, you know, and, and you got to put, put this bait over their head and just bring it up ever so slowly where you're shaking it to get that roll and to, you know, to get these you got to fish up and have these smallies chase from the bottom because that's like their natural predation. Yep. You got to have stuff like that because there's so much water to cover. You can't just go, Oh, okay. Well, here's some structure exactly. and blind that's fish it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work because if you look out, it's like water world. There's no, <laughs> it's just water, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you can yeah. go, fish, you can fish structure and fish docks, but that's not how to really be dialed in here. I don't think, I think you got to really learn how to fish deep water. And these guys are, they're killing me, man. <laughs> they're kicking my uh, <laughs> tail, you know, but uh, it's a learning experience for sure. I was just going to say, you know, uh, if you're coming into that and you have those people with experience, that's the best thing because, you know, if there's ever going to be somebody who can teach you, it's probably them. And I'm always willing to learn it. And they've been super welcoming. I mean, you know, they don't have to be and, and they were, and, and, and it's been a, you know, I just like let this particular weekend, and this should show you how versatile Douglas is too. We went steelhead fishing and I'm just going to say, I'm not going to give away the, I'm not going to burn the spot because I think our, <laughs> our guy, Justin Warner might kill me if I did that. <laughs> A phenomenal salmonid expert that is Justin Warner, but we fished in West New York and, you know, we waited down this, you know, Creek for miles and found this spot. And, you know, I had never float fished before. Have you ever float fished? No. Okay. So that, let me explain the rod that you use for that, because that's also, I mean, here's something you might not know about Douglas if you're coming from the outside, but we have, uh, I mean, we have such specialized uh, salmon and steelhead rods in here. And I mean, this is a totally different world. And I was using a 10, 6, 3, 2. Okay, so what does that mean? A 10, 6, 3, 2, M. Okay, I was using a, a matrix 10, 6, 3, 2, M. And let me see if I have a picture of the, what the handle looks like, because you're going to be like, why would you have that? You know, what's the point? So this is coming from our catalog. And you can you can look this up too. But like, if you look to the left here, that's an all carbon handle. So there's no EVA foam. That's straight up carbon fiber. And the reason for that is because you're fishing with egg sacs and stuff gets disgusting, like (laughs) on on certain, certain techniques. I mean, we were throwing that a little bit, but I'll explain what we're doing, but they're easy to wipe down. They don't get baked into, you know, the rod blank. And that's something that someone like Fred Contawi, who has all this experience, you know, had the foresight to be like, okay, we're going to do that for this because, you know, there's a specific 
reasoning why and he met that challenge and design put a design implementation in that took care of your rods smelling like absolute <laughs> you know for, for, for the longevity of its existence right so right so the way we were fishing this let me explain this because this was total i had never been in the company of steelhead i have yeah. limited, limited trout fishing experience i've caught some really good browns and rainbows but now, if Susie was on here, she probably knows more about this than I do because she definitely uh, has some more experience with steelheads and that kind than I do. But uh, so it's a shame. But keep going. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, these steelhead are like salt, salt run rainbows. So they spend some time, some, some of their life in in the salt, and then they come back in, and they are just pure adrenaline, pissed off anger management. <laughs> fish with that are just built like with no they're engineered perfectly they have the scale there's you know there's no rough scales there's no fins to get in the way they are torpedoes that just generate a massive amount of body heat and just can they can spool you so quickly like the big ones it is freakish it is freakish how hard they fight which i learned like i had no idea so the way that we were fishing with this, we have, again, that rod is a 10, 6, 3, 2. So let me debunk that for you. So 10, 6, we have a 10 foot, 6 inch rod, 3 power, medium light, 2, two piece rod. Okay. M moderate taper. Okay. So what that is, is a big noodle. I was going to say it's a rainbow, basically. <laughs> it's a big, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> per, oh, that's how we're going to describe it from now on. You're the man, dude. So that thing is, it's shaped, it's basically shaped like this, and you are casting. Okay, so this is float fishing. So what you're doing is casting an eight-pound mainline, okay? And then you got a little snaps or a, uh, a barrel swivel, real tiny barrel swivel. I mean, I think by the end we were tying, after we got broken off, we were tying leader knots by the end. But it, it makes sense with line twist. Right. After you fight these things, you get line twists. Okay. So that, that barrel swivel helps. So you got this eight pound mainline leader tied to a barrel swivel. Justin Warner ties like a, 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 a clinch knot that was. You know, he's one of those, he ties a clinch knot for everything and he's great at tying him. I tie a San Diego jam because I'm I'm more confident in tying it. You know, I've tied it forever. So you have that, then you have the barrel swivel, then you have a six pound fluoro leader. And it's not just a two foot leader. It's a literally like a, it's like probably six to eight <laughs> foot leader. Okay. That's all split shot. It's, it's balance it's tapered split shot placement so you have like two splits here one here one here maybe two here one here and that allows you oh okay wait then that goes to that goes to uh like a you know your typical trout hook which is what like a size eight i don't even know what it is like i possibly that is yes that sounds okay. like a trout hook yep okay so you have your trout hook but then you peg a bead like a little bead that's basically mimics uh, an egg. It mimics an egg floating down the current. So what that float, what that line of split shot does is it allows it to float freely uh, 
or, or more naturally in the current. And it doesn't look, you know, you got to taper it so it doesn't look all bunched up because these trout have incredible eyesight and it's got to fall the right way. It's got to, it's got to go with the current. And that's why we also have a center pin rod line. I don't know if you know what center pinning is, but it's, that's mind boggling. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that should just show you our versatility right there, but so we are, you're bait. You're not just, you know, you're not just like dropping it in. You're, you have to cast these. I was just going to say, how do you cast that? With, and, and that's where that 10, it 10 foot. Yeah. It took me all morning to get it, to really get it dialed in by the afternoon. I, I, I got on, I caught four for the day and, and one was a bull male that was around seven pounds. That was, I fought for like 10 minutes because you're fishing this. On I was going to say it's super light line. So loose drag. You're fishing this on, you don't, you, you're, you gotta, you gotta reel with it. Like you cannot let the drag do the work because you'll break off. You know what I'm saying? But you mm -hmm. got, that's the only way to do this, to, to do it correctly. So you're casting this thing out and it's more like a, it's almost like you're throwing, you're not casting a long distance per se. You can, if you have to, you try not to. So you position yourself to where the, where the actual float is happening. So you're, you're finding the current, you're finding where the current maybe gets into a little, where there's a little break in the water because these things, what looks like it may be like two foot water could actually be down 15 feet and hold hundreds of fish, which is wow, crazy. That is crazy. You would never know it from looking at it. These guys have been doing it their whole life. They know, they know they can read the water really well. So what you're doing is casting into that and it's almost like a bola to where it's spinning like this and you want to get it to where it lands with the bead out this way and the, Oh, and there's a float on it too. Okay. okay. So there's a float up here. You're looking at the, you need the float to see your the strike button. indicator. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have it. You have yep. to have it because you're in such crazy current and you're fishing with literally a bead. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so it's hard to feel it sometimes. So you're getting it to where the bead is here and the float is here and it's going down this way and you've got to find the right seam. And then when that thing goes down, oh, and you're also fishing with an open bail and you're feathering line out with your, with your finger here because you got to keep it in that seam. So if it's going here and you, and if here's your seam and you close your bail, it'll come this way. Right. You got to let it, you know, feather it out. And then you have to be, have the wherewithal. If you're doing this on, on this spinning rig like this, you have to have to have the wherewithal to close the bell and pop them, pop them like straight up. There's no, there's no, it's not like you're reeling down and hitting them. You just go straight up almost like a, like a Ned rig type hook set. Gotcha. Okay. So then, then you fight these things. Like, I mean, I was running down, down the bank, like trying to just get leverage on them because they are just, they're acrobatic. They're, they're nuts. I, like I said, crazy adrenaline. So, okay. So these guys that are really dialed in that have been doing this their whole life, they don't fish these on spinning rods. They fish them on pin, pin rods. So center pin. Okay. So we have two models of center pin in the LRS series. And let me just, I'm, since I have the catalog here, I know one is, a, I think it's 11.6 and a 
since I, this is not my specialty, I'm going to cheat and look and <laughs> so I'm not giving you horrific misinformation here. But um, hold on. Yes, eleven six three two and thirteen six four four. So the eleven six three two is eleven foot six, medium light, two piece moderate action. The third, uh, the thirteen six is a thirteen foot six inch, uh, medium power. Uh, let's see, medium power four piece rod. Okay. In feet. So we're getting into fly fishing kind of lengths there, I guess. Kind of. Kind yeah. of. And, and that's like, and, and th like, I would say that like center pinning is, it's like, it's kind of like uh, the, the missing link. <laughs> like it's almost like Lucy or something like <laughs> this whole genetic evolution of, of rods, because it's like a primordial fly rod of sorts, I guess. It's like in the middle somewhere. So what the pin reel is, I mean, is there even one? Yes. Oh my God. There's one in here. Can you believe it? Wait, is this a pin reel? Yes, this is a pin reel. So basically this thing, there's no drag on this. There's no, oh, wow. Doing everything you're holding it on the rod like this and you've got to hold the reel. And when you're casting, this is all ceramic ball bearings. When you're casting, you like basically strip the line and let it let you have to, go down and that spins the reel and it throws the bait out. Oh, I, wow. I, need, I need a lot more work on this. I was going to say you learned that in one day. I, <laughs> I was terrible. At it. I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 I tried it. I attempted it and I, I got, I got okay with. I, That's impressive. I, I got a cast. I got a couple of casts, <laughs> but, but okay. So the, the reason why this is so uh, effective is because think about it. When you're feathering out line on a spinning reel, depending on how the line lays on the spinning reel, it's never going to come off 100% even. Mm -hmm. So the way that, you know, you're, you're not getting that, that real consistent flow off the reel. And you know how, how skittish trout are. If they see that, like, they're just like, wait a minute. What is, why is it jumping like that might that might get a in, you know uh, get a strike but it might also look like it's like what is happening here something doesn't look right this should be flowing in the current enter our pinning rods with the pinning setup there is again it allows since it's ceramic ball bearings the current is dictating that wow that's all you're doing and you're using your the most natural drag of all time your hands huh so, so it's really freaking cool, man. It sounds I, neat, yeah. But again, you have to fight the fish on no drag. You're I was really just gonna say, once you once you hook it, then then now you're all you. Yep. Holding it, letting it out. Holding it, letting <laughs> it. Out. And these guys are landing monsters. I mean, they're. It's a skilled. Oh, I. Can, it doesn't I can. get enough. It does not get enough credit. It does not get enough credit. And I was very humbled and and blown away by how how good these guys were at it because and it's how so long weird. it's got to take to learn or to get that i, I said yeah. that i was like man this is crazy but i can see the advantage right off the bat because it's just so i mean it, it's natural it, it allows the current to basically feed you know, your line yeah 
Exactly. So that's awesome. Well, now I now have a new bucket list thing I got to try. You got to try it. Come out, to, <laughs> come out here, and we'll uh, we'll take you out, man. Somebody will, somebody will definitely, <laughs> someone that can actually teach you. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll sit there and have fun with you, but uh, you know, that's not my my wheelhouse. But it it really does open your eyes to a very physically demanding. I mean, think about it. You got to wade miles to find these things, like in certain in, in the place that we were, and then you've got to manage that the entire day but how cool is it that douglas has all of this in, in their lineup yeah I that's mean, it's that's hard impressive to, oh it's yeah in, it's hard to break down like i'm sure like you know it's tense maybe hopefully if you listen if you made it through this whole podcast <laughs> audience thank you but hopefully you're getting the whole number system that we implement by now it's not too hard but it takes some getting used to, and it can be daunting to go through that catalog and be like, what, what do I select? Well, that's why I reached out to Brian. Cause I was like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. And he's like, Oh, you need this, this, and this. I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I guess. It's really hard, man. It's really hard, but I'm trying to debunk that. That's been one of my goals since, since I got here. Like I just did a ton of content for, for fish USA for this error release. And I'm, I'm really hoping that this, these rods, once people get them in the hand, they'll be the gateway into the or the other lines. lineup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, these these matrix rods and, and the, L, the LRS are killer too. They just have their own. Everything has its place. We don't get it, or the lineup doesn't get enough credit. It should. I hope it does. It deserves to because Fred really put a lot of research into this and he's got a lot of experience and he's a heck of a fisherman. And, you know, our owner, David, and he worked in tandem and made something really cool and more people should know about it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, that's as part of this is having you on, hopefully we're able to do a, a small part of that. And uh, so guys definitely go out and, and, and check out Douglas um, again. Um, you know, anybody who's around me, if you want to try mine, uh, that's what sold me on them um, was I got to try Brian's and, and um it really you can really feel a difference like even just picking up the rod you know and uh it, it's it's just an amazing lineup and i look forward to kind of continuing to expand my my personal subsection of them because uh uh I, i'm excited about that and and that's definitely the new era lineup that sounds uh you know even more uh my wife will like that better because you, know, <laughs> <that's a> little... <laughs> you gotta get some of those in your hands when they come in they're they're probably coming they're probably release date will be around valentine's day so it's a perfect maybe you give one to your wife instead there of you flying. go there you go <laughs> that's great look honey oh, i'm sure that would go over well but i'll tell you one more thing that that seven four five that you have if that's what you have I got to say that thing casts like I'm a big frog fisherman. That's where I came from the swamps of New Jersey. Like, you know, I mean, where all the Sopranos are buried, basically like, you know, <laughs> I'm fishing in those places. Uh, yeah. So when I, I have been fishing a particular frog rod that I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name the brand because I don't, I still love this brand. I, I mean, <laughs> and, and it is a phenomenal, it's, I always love it. It's a phenomenal frog rod, but I have to say, when I spooled up that LRS, not even the Matrix, the LRS 745, I casted a Jackal Gavacha with it, and I was running a Metanium DC that I souped up a little bit. I like I put in brass gears, and I, I, you know, I think that one might have better bearings. Wait, does it? 
No, it doesn't. It's stock. That one's stock. I just changed the gears. So this that there's that shouldn't affect anything with the passing. <laughs> but I have to say, when I threw this jackal gavacho out, uh, I mean, and that's probably like a half ounce frog. That's that one with the third tail on it. Like yep. it's got, you know. Um and it almost spooled the reel. I think <laughs> and it's not like this is like the one rod that I was fishing was an XH73. This was a 7.4. And I really think because of that tip section, it allows you to bomb it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I could not believe the difference in casting. It's It was night and day. So it actually, and, and, and think about it, for that type of technique, for frogging, you do have to be reasonably accurate if you're if you're trying to hit a, a target, right? I mean, obviously, you just throw it in into slop. But what happens when you're trying to throw it past, like, a, an isolated grass patch in open water? which more people I think should utilize because you should see some of the blowups you get in open water because they don't see that a lot because people think that's just a heavy cover technique and it's not. And that rod is, that's the rod to get pinpoint accuracy. And I was just like, man, this is, this well, is yeah. Or stuff. even if you're, you got miles and miles of uh, mat and then you have that one little hole, that's an opening that you want to pull that frog right across that hole, you know, that's going to take some accuracy for sure. And that's where they usually are. <laughs> like the, yeah. that, and that's that that's the predation point. It's the place where they can actually like see that, you know, corral that bait fish or whatever they're trying to eat and then easily escape into open water. You know? So I mean, just something that I noticed that get that seven, four, or five guys. <laughs> Kill it on. Kill it on. Well, Christian, um, I uh, wanted to give you a chance. Um, obviously, where can folks find out more about Douglas, um, uh, both website and social media? Okay, so definitely head to our website, douglasoutdoors.com. Um, it's got links to all our social media. And we actually have a fly side social media and a spinning cast as well. So it's Douglas Spinning Cast. That's where I'm going to be hanging out. And I'm doing a lot of the Instagram work there right now. Um, again, just follow the links on our website. It makes it very easy because you can just scroll down to the bottom and, and hit everything. And, uh, if you guys have a question, shoot me a, shoot me a DM. I'll, I'll answer you. Trust me. <laughs> and where can, where can folks find you? Okay. So I have two, my fishing Instagram is big fish synergy. Okay. So, um, and I got a lot of like good, big, you know, uh, I have a, one thing I didn't tell you before, I actually, during the pandemic, because I had downtime, because our the music industry shut down, I started, like, just as an experiment, and just because I wanted to get into it, I basically built my own website and, and my own YouTube channel and started filming and putting out, like, kind of like, not, I'm not, you know, trying to be like an influencer or anything, but it was just an outlet for me to get, like, what I was doing with you kind of here like getting some education i was gonna say you know practice your your marketing skills or your well just your even your 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 presence your you know building that, your that, brand yeah. that's exactly what it was and it's just more of an educational thing because i feel like i've i've i got a lot of time on the water i, I i've fished i've fished my whole life in, in more unconventional ways than a lot of people do i think and i just wanted like to be able to, to talk like this and try it out. So, so yeah, I made some, you know, YouTube videos that go into like kind of, I haven't done a Douglas centric one, but I hope to be doing that here too. But I go into technique breakdowns and bait breakdowns and 
you know very cool I mean, yeah our, our that's right up our viewers alleys because that's why they're here is to learn so that's cool i mean anything that i can give back and also i want to learn too and i'm always soaking it up so i think that's that's a two-way street and I, again like i coming from you know the music thing like i taught lesson guitar lessons for so many years it's the same thing you learn so much from your students you don't even feel like oh. you're teaching yeah, you know? no, I, that, that's the whole reason why I started doing this podcast is because uh, I was it's almost a selfish reason because I figured if I can help somebody else learn, I'm going to learn along the way. So um, absolutely. So. Absolutely. That's great. I love this. This is phenomenal. And and, and then just uh, my if you want to see some guitar stuff, my 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 other Instagram is, is my last name. It's or it's it's just this Christian Colabelli. Instagram.com backslash Christian Colabelli. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And then I'll, I'll be happy to talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> Just hit me up. <laughs> well, very cool, man. Well, thanks again so much for coming on. Um, definitely great knowledge. And uh, I feel like, you know, the, the future is just going to be super bright for you guys. So uh, adding that extra lineup, uh, you know, and uh, if you can get the word out there, you know, uh, or get rods in people's hands. That's going to be the big seller. And so guys just give, uh, give Douglas a chance. Like if you have the option, if you're anywhere near me, hit me up, I'll come meet you and let you try mine. And, uh, I think you'll be sold just like I was. So, um, and remember we got that warranty is, is legit guys, like 50 bucks plus shipping. You're back on the water. And if it's a defect, you don't pay the 50 bucks, just the shipping and you're back on the water. And that's the life of the rod, no matter what lineup it is. So, we got you covered and we're Great. our warranty department Lewis back here and, and Melissa monsters. They get stuff out like this. So very cool. Very yeah. cool. Thank right, you man. so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. And it was a pleasure to be on this podcast. Awesome, Truly. man. I appreciate that. So, all right, guys, well, uh, be sure I'll, I'll put links to um, as many of the things that we talked about in the show notes as I can. We'll cover some different rods, some of the baits that we talked about, and obviously the social media and, and Douglas's page, so you can find it real easy. Um, but uh, that's pretty much it for this episode of Best Race for Noobs, guys, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night. <laughs> yes. <laughs>